fitted through the wire, man. There's too much stuff on my heart right now, man. Welcome to the Destination Debbie Waiver Show for week 13. I'm your host, Ike. Follow me on Twitter at just underscore Ike09. And as always, I got to mention, I am one half of the Offline Fantasy Football Podcast that drops every Thursday on the channel. So please be sure you check that out. Now, week 13, six teams on by. We got the Bills, Ravens, Bears, and Vikings who are currently playing as I record this on Monday night. 3-3 game, very boring game. Josh Dobbs looks pretty bad. Two interceptions already, barely over 50% passing. And then we also have the Las Vegas Raiders and New York Giants. A lot of prominent players, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, James Cook, Stephon Diggs, Josh Jacobs, Devontae Adams, DJ Moore, Justin Fields, Saquon Barkley. Man, like this is on par with with week 10 where we had the, the, the Dolphins, Eagles, and Chiefs and all the prominent players there. So this is on, on par with that, but this is the last time we'll have to deal with any kind of and you know, basically zeros in your in your lineups if you can find viable players to replace them. Hopefully, you got some depth, and hopefully, all season long you've been churning those wires because now it's crunch time. You know, those of you that are six and five, seven and four, five and seven, kind of hovering around that, you know, playoff, you know, pl- you know, playoff bubble, fifth, sixth seed, kind of hanging on by a thread. This these these are the these are the money weeks, week thirteen and week fourteen where you know, your fantasy season can be shaped over the next couple of weeks and determine your your playoff fate. But as always, before getting into Week 13 pickups, we do want to briefly recap injuries in Week 12 and some of the recommend, recommended pickups that we had last week. So first with injuries, quite a few here. No season ending for the quarterbacks, so I think that's, a I guess, a positive because over the last, what, five weeks, we've seen at least one quarterback be out for the season but on the injuries dorian thompson robinson sustained a concussion quarterback for the browns so obviously he's going to enter the concussion protocol and chances are he's probably not going to play although we have seen at least over the last couple of weeks that some players that have entered the protocol during the week have been cleared to play the following week it's pretty rare very low percentage i think less than one or two percent don't know the number off the top of my head but we've seen a few players clear the protocol during the week um the pre you know, after sustaining a concussion of the prior week. And then Chris Olave also had a concussion wide receiver for the Saints. He was going to have a monster game. Very unfortunate that he, you know, sustained a concussion. He was probably on his way to a 200-yard game. So he left. And, you know, that Saints, that Saints passing game, that Saints receiving core, they are banged the hell up. We saw Rashid Jaheed in that same game lead with a thigh injury. They were already without Michael Thomas. So it's it's tough sledding for that for that Saints passing attack. Um, and then for the Patriots, Demario Douglas had a concussion, and there's their their uh, forgettable season continues. I think they're on par for the number one pick, or on pace for the number one pick after losing to the Giants ten to seven. There there's just there's just nothing going on in New England right now. Amari Cooper, wide receiver for the Browns, had a rib injury. His X-rays were negative. Obviously, they all we haven't seen a situation where X-rays were positive. So, but he, I think he's day to day. We'll see what his you know how he progresses throughout the week and if he plays. Jawan Johnson for the Saints tight end. He left. I I don't know what the exact his exact injury was, but he left during that game. But he returned. He came back, and they're going to definitely need him because they are devoid of pass catchers. 
And then we had Travis Etienne. He left due to a chest injury, but he returned. He returned during the game. So that's, you know, one one injury to keep an eye on. And Javante Williams left with a neck injury. He also returned. So again, these are two two injuries that we want to monitor closely throughout the week because I could have some definite fans implications, especially with the you know, with the backups um, that are behind them. So that recaps injuries. Let's go ahead and go through the week tw- some of the week twelve hits and misses, starting with Derek Carr. Uh, he had a pretty decent matchup against the against the Falcons. He had three hundred yards. Had a lot of pass attempts, but no touchdowns and threw an egregious pick six. QB 19 on the week. And as I mentioned, he's down pass catchers. But I think I think we could still go back to the well with him. He's got a favorable schedule. He's got Detroit coming up, and they've been hemorrhaging production to the quarterback position over the last like five weeks. A lot of quarterbacks have lit him up. And so I, I think Derek Carr could be a potential streaming option in week 13. Baker Mayfield. He was the QB 16 against the Colts. Had two touchdown passes again. Four out of the last six games, he's done that. So that's good. Just need uh, to you know have a little bit more production and cut back on the turnovers. Gardner Minshew in that same game was a QB 13. Had over 250 yards passing and had a touchdown on the ground. Again, Tampa Bay, they, they give up a lot of production. I feel like there was a lot of you know meat left on the bone there. Jonathan Taylor did have two rushing touchdowns, so maybe one of those. If Carter Minshew was able to get one of those, he would have easily been a QB1. Now, on to the running backs that we that we had suggested. Zach Charbonnet, finally with the backfield to himself, saw 18 touches after, after a week of having 21 touches, but he was only able to get nine fantasy points and finished at the RB28. So he had 14 carries for 47 yards and four uh, four catches for 11 yards. So it was a tough matchup for the versus the 49ers. We weren't expecting we were expecting big things from him, but we did expect a lot of volume, which is what we got. Because unfortunately, he didn't. That that offense overall that night was was pretty much out of sync. Geno Smith threw for 180 yards, so they they just got stomped out for the most part. And look, they have a they have a murderer's row murderer's row type of schedule. And so we'll. If, as long as Kenneth Walker is out um, due to that oblique injury, Zach Charbonnet will continue to have the backfield to himself and get as many touches as he can handle. Keith Mitchell for the Ravens had you know, 89 yards on 11 touches, 64 on the ground, 25 in the air, had a lot of explosive runs. Now, the interesting thing about this production this week was that he outcarried Gus Edwards and led in running back rush share and had more snaps and played more snaps. So his role is starting to increase. His role is starting to grow. The Ravens are on bye this week. So coming out of the bye, I'm sure this trend should continue. Look, he's averaging 9.3 yards per carry across the six games that he's been active. And so he he's gonna he's gonna continue to rip off explosive runs. I mean, that's that's just what he does. That's just what he does. So he's continuing and he's his his role is continuing to grow. Jamison Williams for the Lions. Had only three targets on Thanksgiving, but turned that into two catches for 51 yards. Most of that was due to a 38-yard reception um, later in the game. They were they just they just got blitzed by the Packers, so it was a, it was a negative game strip. But again, we 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 like at least his playing time is increasing and he is more active in three wide receiver sets. So that's just one thing that to keep in mind moving forward. And you know, just just as we thought this guy pulled away from Gabe Davis, Khalil Shakir. 
disappointed. Only five targets, three catches, 47 yards. Gabe Davis decides to to come alive again, had over 100 yards and a touchdown. So maybe he hasn't supplanted him yet. At least that's how it was trending over the last several weeks. And so we'll we'll see what happens with the Bills uh, on bye week. And on to and, and continuing with wide receivers, we we wanted to monitor the the injury to Michael Wilson to see if his shoulder would improve, but it didn't. So we had, we got Greg Dortch again. He was second in targets behind Hollywood Hollywood Brown. Actually, he was tied for second in targets behind Hollywood Brown and Trey McBride. Nine targets turned out in three catches for twenty seven yards, a touchdown. He was a wide receiver three, so it's you know not terrible, but as we mentioned, each time he gets in the game, he just gets a lot of volume and he produces fantasy points. So if he was a you know a flex option for you, he didn't kill you, he didn't tank you, he got you some decent points. And as we mentioned over the last several weeks, Jaden Reed another fifteen point outing, his third straight game of fifteen plus fantasy points, his third straight game of you know for a touchdown. And for some reason, he's still under 50% rostered on Yahoo in Yahoo leagues. What are you guys doing? What are you guys doing? Pick up Jaden Reed, please. And then lastly, we had Isaiah Likely. As I mentioned last week, he was the one-for-one replacement for Mark Andrews. Pretty, pretty damn good peripherals. Ran 80% of the routes. Saw 20% target share and 20% targets per route run. Six targets, four catches, 40 yards. So that's... Pretty decent, pretty decent numbers. Wish he could have gotten the end zone, but we will take that as a, for a starting tight end. And then the, a couple of tight ends that we had, we had Tanner Hudson. He went four catches for, for 18 yards on five targets. So let all the tight ends in the Cincinnati passing attack. So as I mentioned, he's still he's still running ahead of of Irv Smith and all the other tight ends there. And then Michael Mayer, third on team in targets um, for the Raiders, two for 27. So better days are ahead, and the Raiders are going into their bye week. Now that concludes week 12. Let's go ahead and get into week 13 pickups, streams, you name it. First starting, like I mentioned, we're going to go back to Derek Carr. We're going to go back to Derek Carr. I know they're down receivers. I know they there's not a lot going on in that Saints passing game. They have a lot of injuries, but maybe they can lean on some Taysom Hill, get him get him going, get Jawan Johnson going, get the, the rookie A.T. Perry going. So I think, and, and Alvin Kamara out of the backfield, they have they have a matchup versus the Lions. The Lions are like I mentioned, they've just been getting thrashed for the last for the last month and a half. And so that that's it, it's still it's still a good matchup. If you're des if if you're desperate, if you're desperate, you start Derek Carr. If you're also desperate, you start Matthew Stafford. He's coming off of a, a, a you know a four touchdown performance. Now he's playing the Browns, a tough defense, but Russell Wilson has some success against them. But really, for Matthew Stafford, the the main reason why I'm, I'm suggesting to pick him up this week is because in a couple of weeks, he's got the Commanders in Week 15, and that is the start of the fantasy playoffs. And we've been fading the Commanders all season long. Matthew, uh, Cooper, um, Cooper Cup and, and Puka Nakua are currently banged up. That's another couple of weeks that they can get healthy. I'm just saying, he can he can he can light it up. He can light up the Commanders. And that'll be a, a, a damn good streaming option. So if you have space on your bench, you can stash Matthew Stafford. And if you're not really in love with your starting quarterback's matchup in the playoffs, uh, I would I would definitely look to start Matthew Stafford against the Commanders. Because what could go wrong 
starting a quarterback against the Commanders. Tommy DeVito did it. Matthew Stafford can do it. The next one is is probably going to shock a couple of people. Hold your nose. I know it's probably going to smell here in a second, but Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett. The ceiling isn't there. I know he's thrown only two touchdowns since September, but he's coming off of a career-high 278 yards. His first game without Matt Canada. We saw early on that they were wanting to take more chances down the field, and they were doing that. The first like two, two or three plays, seam routes to Pat Fryermuth, who we'll talk about here in a second. But I, I liked what I saw of the Steelers' offense. First game of over 400 yards since like 2020. Again, no, no Matt Canada. This rejuvenated the offense. They only scored. They only. They didn't score 20 points, but it was a you know a bunch of wet conditions. Cincinnati's defense made it a little tough. But who do they have this week? They have the Cardinals. They have the Cardinals. So that's another another way that they can continue that momentum of putting up yards. And lastly, if you're really, really desperate for, for some sort of quarterback production, Bryce Young is available. They just fired Frank Wright. And it could be a, a new shift in that offense. This could potentially rejuvenate them. And who do they have in week 13? They have the Buccaneers. They're playing the Buccaneers. And as I mentioned earlier, they are getting ravaged by opposing quarterbacks. You know, Bryce Young, he's, he has not had a great rookie season. But if you want to look at a get-right spot, I would recommend, or at least if you're desperate, Bryce Young is out there. Just saying, guys. Just saying. Now, on to running backs. Dearness Johnston. Dearness Johnston for the Jags. This is more so of a stash due to the ETN injury. That's one thing to kind of keep an eye on. His snap share is increasing each week. He had eight touches, turned that into, I believe, like, you know, around 60 60 plus yards, had a 42 yard catch. His, again, his opportunities and his touches are increasing. He easily has supplanted rookie Tank Bixby, who has just been pretty useless most of the season which is unfortunate because, you know, I drafted quite a bit of them in, in best ball. And so, Deonis uh, Johnson, more so a stash than anything. Another stash, Ezekiel Elliott for the Patriots. Look, he has 23 touches, or I'm sorry, 26 touches over his last two games, 11 touches on Sunday. That that offense, I mean, I know Ramondre Stevenson has been crushing it lately. He has been crushing it lately. But if you're looking for, a, you know, a handcuff that can potentially give you some some flex appeal, Ezekiel Elliott could be could be a good option. And on that same token of having flex appeal, Samaj P. Ryan, he's getting a lot more work. Like I mentioned earlier, Javante Williams had a neck injury. And even though he returned, it is something to monitor because neck injuries are nothing to play with. But Samaj P. Ryan had a pretty good game against the Browns. Eight, eight touches, touchdown, 66 yards. So again, Samaj P. Ryan. Nice stash and nice handcuff. And then and then lastly on handcuffs, Kenny Gainwell for the Eagles. Doesn't get a ton of run. Only had four touches in that in that wild shootout in the rain against Buffalo. Had two catches for two carries for 20, 23 yards. And had a couple of catches. But again, great, pretty good stash for the playoffs just in case happens something happens to DeAndre Swift. And once they get past the murderer's row portion of their schedule, which has the 49ers and the Cowboys, week 15 starts 
the 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 beauty the beauty of a fan, of a fantasy playoff schedule with the Seattle Seahawks, New York Giants, and then Week 17 Championship Week Arizona, which they might just put like 50 on Arizona, and Kenny Gainwell might have some really really good flex appeal then. So that concludes running backs. On to wide receivers. The first one I want to mention is Jalen Hyatt had a season high 109 yards against the Patriots, catching passes from Tommy DeVito. He led the team in targets, receptions, and yards. He's getting more more playing time, and at this point in the season, what have we what have we said? High up, high upside rookies need to be stashed. They need to be rostered. Now, obviously, they're going to be on buy, so we don't know how much of a priority he will be to to many because he's he's going to be on buy. But I would say if you have any fab left, I would use it on Jalen Hyatt, especially if you're a playoff team that you know you you're not really feeling the pressure of having to you know find someone to to slot into your lineup the next is jonathan mingo staying on the topic of rookies 16 percent rostered and it's pretty simple playing tampa bay this week six teams on by could be a, a you know a turning point for this offense after just firing the coach maybe the interim head coach and play caller could look to get him more involved most of the season, he's played 90% of the snaps in all but two games. In all but two games. And so he finished with six. He had six targets in week 12 against the Titans. Four catches, 60 yards. Led, led the team. Led the team. So maybe this is one of, the, you know, this is probably a, you know, potential, you know, launching off point for John Domingo. And then staying on the same token of rookies, Cedric Tillman for the Browns. Caught four or five targets with 55 yards, 89% snap share. Amari Cooper has a rib injury. And this, you know, Cedric Tillman was the guy that was gonna, you know, was gonna was gonna be one of the direct beneficiaries of the Donovan Peoples Jones trade. And he's been getting a lot of playing time since. This is obviously a career high for him. And he could be even he could be in line for even more opportunity if Amari Cooper's injury is, is, is pretty serious. So Cedric, Cedric Tillman is definitely worth an add. Devontae Parker for the Patriots. You know, Patriots, Patriots wide receiver. I know what you're. I know what you're thinking. I would say he's worth a, at least at least a, a pickup, a, a potential a p- potential flex option. Demario Douglas left due to concussion, and he's a little guy, so I don't know if he's going to clear the protocol in time. But Devontae Parker made his return from 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 a concussion of his own. Had five targets, three catches for 42 yards. And this is a passing attack that is devoid of actual viable pass catchers that they can trust and rely on. The only guy that they can consistently rely on over the last several weeks was Demario Douglas, and he's going to be potentially out. And lastly, Curtis Samuel, only rostered on 39% of sleeper leagues. Nine catches, 100 yards against the Cowboys on Thanksgiving on 12 targets. Five out of the last eight games, he's seen, he has seen at least six targets. So Curtis Samuel, worth an ad, is given the amount of pass volume that the commanders deploy on a week-by-week basis. And lastly, we have tight ends. Just a couple here, starting with Pat Fryermuth. Now, he should be mostly rostered across all the leagues, but he's still under that 50% threshold. Look, on Sunday, he was the Steelers' best pass catcher. Had a whopping 44% target rate. He's not going to see that again, especially with Deontay Johnson and, and George Pickens there. But nine catches, 120 yards on 11 targets. 
best output of his career, made his return from the, I believe, hamstring injury. So he looked really, really good. Looked really, really good. And like I mentioned, have the Cardinals. Have the Cardinals this week. So fire him up. Fire him up. Greg Dolchich for the Broncos has had two IR stints. And Sean Payton said that he may play this year, or he's probably going to play this year. He was eligible to come off of IR, or at least they were eligible to open his practice window ahead of Week 12, but they didn't. But I, I still think, I, I still believe, and perhaps he could be usable in the fantasy playoffs, a guy that, you know, a, a rookie tight end that had around nine fantasy points per game and a target share north of 15% is usable. He can be usable. Adam Troutman, I mean, he had a, a great catch on, on Sunday against the against the Browns. Great showed great body control, but he's he's nowhere near the class of athlete and ability of Greg Dulcich. So I think at some point this season we'll we should see some Greg Dulcich in there. And maybe he can at least to, you know, towards the end of the season, recreate some of that rookie magic. And then lastly, we have Gerald Everett for the Chargers. And the Chargers, you talk about a team that's starved for pass catchers, look, look no further than the Chargers. <laughs> the, the, the two teams that are starved for pass catchers the most, the Chargers and the Patriots, go head-to-head -head in Week 13. So uh, he was the only other pass catcher to do anything versus Baltimore on Sunday. Had four catches and a touchdown, and he's healthy. He's healthy now. So whenever he's been healthy, he's been pretty usable. So Gerald Everett, the last player to add and pick up for Week 13. Just to briefly recap, week 13 ads. Derek Carr, we'll go back to the well with him. And then you don't have to worry about him again if he stinks it up. Matthew Stafford, mostly for a week 15 matchup versus the Commanders. Anyone who's playing the Commanders, you gotta, you, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta start him. Kenny Pickett versus the Cardinals. And if you're super desperate, Bryce Young versus the Bucks. Then running backs, we got Dearness Johnson, Ezekiel Elliott, Samaj P. Ryan. Kenny Gainwell as a handcuff, wide receivers. We got Jalen Hyatt, Jonathan Mingo, Cedric Tillman, Curtis Samuel, and Devontae Parker. And then we have at tight end, Pat Fryermuth, Greg Dolchich, and Gerald Everett. All right, appreciate you guys tuning in. That's all I got. Good luck to you guys for the remainder of week 12. And good luck in week 13. It is crunch time. I hope you all make the playoffs. Make smart moves. Make smart roster moves. And if your trade deadline hasn't passed yet, Shake it up. 